Boop, boop, ba doop, ba doop. Bop, bop. Bop, bop. Okay, that's working. Let me close the door. Yeah. And get out of here, Xander. There's food out there. Go. Xander, food? Live from the poop room. It's adults in training. The poop room? Because this is where the cats poop. Ah, that's just where the cats poop, right? <laughs> as far as I'm aware. Same. So, let me pull up the show nuts. Go nuts for show nuts. For show nuts. Follow up. <laughs> Improved audio, hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, so we are back to recording in the office in an enclosed space. For some reason, we decided to just record where we were sitting before. Your ghost door opened on its own again. I think Xander pushed it open. Like when we tried to have the surprise, the reverse surprise party. <laughs> and I was hiding in this room for like 45 minutes, but the door kept opening on its own. Like, I'm just sitting in here, hiding from all the people showing up. Oh, and a reverse surprise party. I assume most of the people listening know this, because it's super obvious. But it was a birthday party for me and our friend Dawn, because we have a birthday around the same time. And it was we told, well, Josh and the other organizers told everyone that it was a surprise party for us. Really, we knew about it, and we just hid in, like, their back bedroom until everybody showed up. And then when they thought we were coming in the door, we jumped out from behind them and yelled surprise at them. Uh, but yeah, it was really stressful because Josh's bedroom door kept, well, back bedroom door, slash office, I guess, slash laundry room, slash poop room, slash recording studio <laughs> door kept opening on its own with nobody touching it. So that was a fun challenge. It was just, there was just someone who lived here who really liked the door being open when they slept and then they died. Or maybe it. they died in here because they couldn't get the door open and they didn't want us to succumb to the same fate. They starved to death in this very room. That's worse. Yep. That follow-up aside. <laughs> Number two, the VT... I want to restart. Number two, although I also have it here on Number B. B. Number B, the VP debate. I don't really have much to say about that. I was disappointed. Yep. We already had a conversation about this. The VP debate was last night at the time of recording, uh, not last night when this will go up, unless I get this all done tonight. Yeah, unless you're really ambitious, which we all know you won't be. I just felt like, well, like we said, it was just attacking the other person's... The other person's presidential candidate, and it was just kind of pointless for most of the night. Yeah. For letter C, I have, in follow-up, I have registered a vote. Uh, so the deadline for Pennsylvania is October 11th. Now, I don't think we have any other listeners than Pennsylvanians, but in case we do... Well, maybe New Jerseyans. Maybe New Jerseyans. I will put a link in the show notes description thing. I love how I'm pointing down as yeah. if the people can see As me. if this is a YouTube video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will put a link in that for, like, Rock the Vote or something, or so you could find where to register. I'll also put a registration link for the Pennsylvania online registration because it has online registration. I know most states do, but not all. Yeah. I think New Jerseyans have to do it in actual application. In the paper. In the paper. Like the Stone Age. Yeah. <laughs> Register to vote. It's really important. It I'm not saying this just because I want you to vote a certain way. Vote for <clears throat> whoever you want. Third party... First party, second party, fourth, fourth party. party. 
Republican, Democrat, whatever. You do you. Just do you. Just please do it. <laughs> As the great Shia LaBeouf once said. The great prophet Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, and I have a recommendation. Something I tried with the primary. I might have talked about it on the show, but I'm not sure. I don't remember. I don't remember. Have a voting party. It was really fun when we did it. So basically, you... We used a Facebook event, but whatever. Invite a bunch of people over your house, have pizza, beer, or if you're straight edge, whatever you... Just whatever you do for fun. <laughs> Probably, like, sit around and nothing. So That's cool, too. It's your lifestyle choice. Or, I guess, if you're underage, don't let people catch you. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't say that. Don't, uh, just well, don't. Yeah, now we're getting arrested. Okay. The important part about a voting party is do not allow anyone to come who didn't vote and be uncompromising on this. We actually did this, too, with one of my best friends, Christian, who comes up a lot in the pod. Yeah, he wasn't allowed to come. But but guess what? It forced him to go register to vote so he could come to this one. Yeah, I actually think we talked about that in the last podcast, yeah, too. We did good. Have a voting party. That seemed, I feel like it helps get people excited about voting. Letter C, D. Letter D. Letter C D. C D. Books. So I have finished two books since we last spoke. Whoa. Yeah. It's because of audiobooks and driving to work. Yeah. Although I also read at the same time, like at the know. same time he's driving to work and listening to audiobooks. <laughs> it's We've a really good way to get it's, a lot done. Yeah, it's a problem. I finished the Ocean at the End of the Lane, which is really short, which is why I finished it so quickly. Yeah. It's a Neil Gaiman book that I highly recommend. It was really good. I'm not sure if it was intended for kids or for adults because it like follows a I kid. I think it was supposed to be one of those books that do both. Okay. I remember when he had it coming out, like it was kind of being billed as a kid's book, and he's like, it's not really. I don't know. I didn't actually read it. It was really good and really spooky. Yeah. So I feel like that's perfect for the month of Halloween. What, what is today? The fifth day of Halloween. That was fantastic. And I recommend it. I recommend Neil Gaiman in general. Yeah, he's fantastic as a person. And the second book I read was Hocus Pocus. Like the movie? No. Uh, Although... That's disappointing. Well, is it? Because it was the Kurt Vonnegut book, Hocus Pocus. Oh. Yeah, which was really good as well. It can be... It's not tough to follow, but it's got a weird timeline, as many Kurt Vonnegut books do. Yeah, I don't think most of his books are easy to read. Yeah. I'd say they're accessible, but not necessarily easy. But that's really good. I highly recommend reading it. I haven't read any books since last we recorded, which is not super usual, common for me. I don't know. I still have that new Harry Potter book that everyone tells me that I probably shouldn't read, but I should. I think you should just... It took me a day to read. I know. I could probably go home tonight and finish it, but so I, I can talk about it on the podcast because we'll be done. Yeah, we'll be done recording. That's okay. Though. We can talk about it next podcast. We can, and I'll probably complain about it a lot. Everybody, read that Harry Potter book. It'll only take you a day to read. At okay. Most. The other thing I want to talk about. Last time we talked about spoken word and how I was complaining that there are no funny slash, like, lighthearted spoken word poems. We're going to take a quick break, and I'm going to make Mike watch slash listen to these two spoken word things. And I want you to go and watch slash listen to them. Although, 
it's not going to have time passing for you since when I edit this and post, it's not going to have the whole break. Whoa. So you just have to go into the show notes down in the description thing and click the links and follow them. I'll put them in there. I'll also say the names after we watch them of each thing. But we're going to watch this now. Talk about it real quick. Also probably get coffee. Oh yeah, it's probably done now. We're back. All right, so the first one we watched was by Chloe Medina. Uh, Medina, sorry. Let us appreciate it all. Uh, we watched it on Button Poetry, so that's the link I'll put to in here. First reactions, what do you think? Not sure where it was going. <laughs> I was really confused at first. I thought it was really funny. It was really funny. But at first, when she was just, like, losing her mind with weird symbolism... I was like, is she serious right now? And then, of course, she, like, turns it around and is like, this is stupid. But the whole time I was thinking, this is really stupid. Yeah. That's kind of, like, the whole point. Like, yeah. Well, it, it's not even necessarily that stupid. Not stupid, but... But, like, poetry doesn't have to be all about weird, deeper meanings. Right. Which is kind of, like, something I was getting at before. It's like that decoding video we watched Yeah, earlier. yeah. We watched a video about how... You don't consume media, you decode it. It was a little academic, but it was good. <laughs> it was pretty good. I'll put a link to that, too. It was an idea. I do the square thing a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. So, the idea is there are three different ways you decode media. I'm doing air quotes. You can't see them, so I'll just you can hear them. So, it's dominant uh, decoders, who are people who are just like, that's the story. That's what's in it. Like, you get the message because they tell it to you negotiated decoders who are like a little bit dominant but also like there's some stuff you have to actually pull out of it and then there's perpendicular decoders which they showed an infographic of a square circling a circle, circling a circle yeah. which are people who just take whatever they feel they can take from it and not necessarily is the message that you would just get from a surface reading but this is I guess all about how this poem that we just listened to that was I found funny, and I also liked her her nerdy enthusiasm. Yeah. Can just be about the surface, and it can just be about how nice it sounds or how good it looks. Like, it doesn't have to be... It can't just be a car crashing into a tree. Yeah, it doesn't have to be the bourgeoisie. <laughs> and when she said that, I was like, okay, this has to be a joke. Yeah, now. like, she is being facetious. Yeah. <laughs> like... Uh, but you never know. Yeah. Um, and I really like that. So I just figured, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm trying to bring a little more poetry into people's lives. So hopefully this some of you listen to it. Also, if you decided to not listen to it and just skip and listen to us, I don't blame you either. Because you're an American. Yeah. You can do what you want. And this is uh, a podcast, not a classroom. And I think homework is bullshit anyway because it doesn't statistically actually work or improve your knowledge so so yeah do your own thing and if you're still in school and listening to this don't do your homework no it doesn't help you well do as much as you need to to pass (laughs) or if you want to get into a good school 
to get good grades. Yeah. <laughs> so still, like, play the system. Just make it as simple as you have to. Also, if you're in college, it's not the same. That homework is different than the homework I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm talking about grade school, high school homework. And even some later high school homework, you should still do. Okay. All right, so the next poem, let's do that. We're back. All right, we're back. This one was Mason Granger, Alexander Squarepants, colon, track number 31. I actually do think this one was was filmed in Philadelphia. Well, he had a sweet Eagles hat on. Yeah, so. he had a sweet Eagles hat. Props to him. So No, it was in St. Paul. So he's just an Eagles fan in St. Paul. Good for Excellent. Him. Good job, buddy. You know what's up. This one was... A, fabulous. was fabulous. I really liked it. Yeah, it was pretty great. It was partially referenced the Alexander Hamilton musical. Which is great. Which is great. And it also was like an analyzation of Spongebob Squarepants and referenced that. Yeah. I'm glad to see Larry the Lobster finally get his due. I yeah. just felt like he was an underutilized character. <laughs> I also really liked stylistically like the way he rapped and stuff. If you're familiar with George Watsky, or as Mike likes to call him, Flopsy. Flopsy. He's like a very, very fast rapper. Like, that's kind of his thing. But also, he focuses on sound a lot. So, like, if you notice in this, there's like a lot of weird sound stuff going on with like the way he's like rhyming like so many of the words, and there's a lot of alliteration, uh, that's not the word, alliteration and consonation, which is just basically similar sounds yeah. next to each other. But still. Those are the fancy words. He does a good job of it. <laughs> yeah. Is the moral of the story. Yeah. But, like, I just thought it was cool. Like, here's two fun examples of, like, poetry. Like, yeah. that aren't, like, super, like, deep or super... Dark. Dark. Or emotional. Yeah. And it was just, it was, it's like a breath of fresh air. And I still, I think that the deep and the dark and the emotional poetry is important. And I still enjoy it. But it's like, I need other stuff sometimes. Yeah. It's like how sometimes you want to watch a comedy after watching, like, five gritty superhero movies. Or like how sometimes you want to drink a lot after a day of work. <laughs> Same thing. Although, Nietzsche, who is our next follow-up Can't wait. Wouldn't agree with that. Alright, so we're moving on. So, last week we talked about Nietzsche's Will to Power for a little bit, Yeah. and of course today I just happened to listen to another episode of Philosophize This, mm -hmm. which is a philosophy podcast I listen to, and he's doing a series on Nietzsche, Yeah. and I just figured I'd follow up and talk about that a little bit. Okay. Just as an aside, I, I, I guess I'll talk about it because I just mentioned it, but Nietzsche did, was against uh, drinking, but not drinking to drink, drinking to get drunk. Yeah, he was against, I think, all kinds of, anything that would mess with your mind, basically. Yeah, because... So, like, any kind of illicit substances, yeah. or... Well, he basically believed, if you just follow what other people do, you're, like, letting people make choices for you, and trying to, like, live life more easily, and then that's when you're not exerting your will to power. And he believed that do like getting drunk or like stuff like that is kind of doing the same thing in a way yeah. like because you're just 
you're not dealing with the issues you're having. You're just drinking or whatever to avoid them. Yeah. To numb yourself to them. I don't know if I could... I agree to that to a point. I don't know if I completely do, because sometimes it's just kind of fun. To yeah. I don't think everyone gets drunk to run away from their problems, necessarily. Yeah. Although, I guess you would argue that if you're getting drunk to, like, loosen up yourself as a personality, that then, maybe you should just be exerting your will and trying to work right. on being a... Yeah. It's kind of hard to argue against, but... I'm not going to go there. Yeah. Uh, what they talked about on the podcast today, which I guess I'll put a link to since we keep bringing it up. He talked about the stages of man, and that's where like the ubermensch comes from, yeah. which it's like the final, the final stage of man. Yeah. Although, it's better translated as the overman. So basically, and I thought this was interesting, because everyone talks about Nietzsche as being a nihilist. Sorry if there's a hiccup there. I had uh, Mike stop to close the door because our girlfriends were talking loudly. All right. Anyway, everyone ref- thinks of Nietzsche as a nihilist, especially like people who are only semi-familiar with it. But from from what I understand from the explanation I got today, which I'm going to even water down even more. Yeah. So let's see how it translates. He wasn't really a nihilist. So the first stage of man is basically. The idea you are burdened with all this stuff. People tell you all the things you have to do. So, like, from you should put down a napkin on your lap while you eat to you should go to this building every Sunday and worship a cosmic being or not even necessarily just... but Societal expectations. Societal expectations. Things that anybody else told you you have to do or, like, made you think that you had to do it. And then, so there's a, that's the first stage of man. And he's not, he doesn't believe that, he thinks that those things are bad, but he doesn't believe they're all bad. It's basically, they're bad if they prevent you from exerting your own will, which right. is kind of what we talked about. So like, they're time. bad if you're doing them because someone told you, not because you want to. Yeah. So say like someone told you your whole life, wear a napkin on your lap while you eat. Eventually you're like, well, you some people just told me that. Why am I actually doing this? And so one day you don't do it because you're like, whatever, I'll do what I want. And then you spill something on your lap and you're like, oh, well, maybe this is a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> I'll maybe do- I should keep yeah. doing this. But that's that's fine because you came to your own conclusion. or And you don't even necessarily have to make the mistake. You could even think your way through to your own conclusion right. without making the mistake. But for like a different example... If you say you want to quit your job to pursue, well, since we're adults of training, we talk about creative stuff. Yeah. You want to quit your job to pursue writing, or you quit your job to be a studio artist, or whatever. Right. But you know that it'll pay less, and you might have trouble breaking the industry. But because of societal expectations that you have to have this job, and you have to be able to pay that, and so you can get married, and like whatever whatever, blah, 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 blah. that stuff is getting in the way of your will and your goals to actually do what you want right and then he believed so some people just stay in that forever where they just keep following societal expectations and those are the lazy man he called it I guess you could say human to be non-gendered or well it's being to be non, non-species the lazy mensch <laughs> yeah the lazy mensch and then the next stage is if you 
unburden yourself is then I forget what it was called I think it's like the tiger or something like that tiger it, match tiger mom this is when you this is the nihilist stage yeah you unburden yourselves self from all the beliefs you have and then you don't believe in anything you don't have a meaning tied to your goals you don't have a meaning tied to your life uh, hi Kimmy just came in and hugged us she was cute <laughs> we were quiet you don't have like any of this meaning tied and I'm sorry I lost my train of thought because of that cute hug Tiger Mitch <laughs> Tiger Mitch at this point you don't have any me and this is kind of feel like where I am right now yeah, like, like, like starting to sound familiar I completely like I lost a lot of like not my moral beliefs but like the foundations of a lot of my moral beliefs and of my philosophical beliefs and just like societal expectations I'm like should I be following them I don't really feel like it and things like, like I that. don't want to but I feel like I should yeah so I think I'm at this stage but then he didn't believe you should stay at that stage yeah like he was actually against nihilism which I think is like interesting because people always just say he's a nihilist yeah. and I guess people just don't read past well, this people stage. say a lot of things about Nietzsche that they don't understand so yeah like that he was a Nazi <laughs> yeah. but he wasn't thank god <laughs> he was also a very sad man and he yeah. lost his mental capacities near the end of his life yeah. and it's just yeah. the moral of the story is don't let your sister control your creative legacy <laughs> Unless you, I guess you really trust them. Or still, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, I, saying, I don't know what his actual relationship was with his sister. but uh, From what I was reading, I think he hired someone to try to teach her philosophy or something. Mm -hmm. And the person was like, "This she could never understand philosophy or something like that. Nice. And so he was, I don't think it was great. Yeah. I could be I wrong. I don't think it was great. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they were close, but not necessarily intellectually intellectually yeah, close or spiritually or whatever yeah philosophically philosophically alright tiger mensch alright so after the tiger mensch is the they call it the child so basically you have to choose your own goals and this is where a lot of like this is kind of similar to existentialism in a lot of way mm -hmm. where you give your own meaning to things they believe that nothing comes with inherent meaning you have to give it meaning but this is more just for yourself yeah like give your own you have to come up with your own goals, and they should be the actual goals you want, not just what's expected of you. Nietzsche believed that most people do really know what they want. But if you don't, he called the next stage the child because he believed that if you don't, if you're unsure of what you want, what your goals to be, you should revisit how you felt as a child and like things that you loved to do, things that got you excited, things that you were like, I want to like grow up and do this but not just because someone told you to like right. things you actually like wanted to do and if you revisit that those will be the goals you should like achieve for um strive for but he also believed and that you should make those goals really hard and work really hard to get them yeah which i agree with but it's hard to say <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go to the moon. <laughs> like you know, that's never gonna happen. Yeah, right? but like, it, yeah. I think I think he even in the realm of achievable goals, yeah. like just saying like I want to write a book, right. I want to compose an album. Those are really hard goals for someone who is just trying to live their life and get through. Yeah, 
But yeah, and then he believed that there was a step stage past that, which was the Ubermensch or Overman or Superman or whatever you want to call it. But I kind of got a little confused about what that was. It just seemed like, like, uh, it was like some sort of idealistic goal that you should, no one would actually achieve, but everyone should shoot for just to be a better person. I was going to say, from what I always understood of it, and I don't think I've looked into it quite as much as you, but from what I've understood, it's kind of like the perfect idea of man. Yeah. But not necessarily something that could actually be. Yeah. But like what we should all eventually become evolved to. Yeah. And we get superpowers, and then that's the end. So I just wanted to talk about that, since I feel like we kind of just glossed over it last time, and we make a lot of will to power jokes, which I'm still fine. I want to continue to make them. Yeah. But she's a cool dude. Yeah. I was surprised because I always felt like. People talk shit on Nietzsche. A lot, yeah. yeah. And I was, and I'm sure there are critiques of this philosophy. Yeah. And I'll probably read about them. Probably next week on (laughs) Philosophize This. (laughs) We'll tell you why all of this is bad and you shouldn't like it. But even. But like it if you want to, because it's your will to power. Yeah, will to power. Don't let them (laughs) tell you. But I still think, like, I think in a way, even if this isn't necessarily, necessarily like the soundest philosophy, I feel like personally it could be helpful to a lot of people. Yeah, and I feel like it's an actual practical philosophy unlike a lot of philosophy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I thought, especially since the topic of our podcast is kind of to make ourselves better people and try to do what we actually want to do, set goals and stuff, it'd be something I should bring up. Letter G. Letter G. Uh Finger. I... Finger. I cut my finger the other day. I don't even know why this is in follow-up. I, I just mentioned it. Josh was like, what should be in the show? I was like, you should talk about your finger. It was gross. Yeah, so I cut my finger almost out of the bone when I was trying to chop an onion. I didn't even cut the it, onion Yeah, it was the all. top of his finger, so... Yeah. Just, you guys can think about how that works mechanically. <laughs> it's... But it was put like butterfly stitch bandage things on it, and I've got a splint on it. It hurts, but I think it's going to be okay. Hopefully, it heals. Hopefully, because I don't want to spend a hundred and fifty dollar copay. Yeah. To go to the hospital. Thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. I'll, I guess thanks for the health care. <laughs> At least I have that. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I mean, which is funny. I do like Obama, to a point. There's disagreements. I'm not going to get into this. Yeah, that's, <laughs> let's stop. <laughs> we're going to get sidetracked there for sure. Yeah. There are positives and negatives to his presidency, like most presidents. Yeah. Except for Teddy Roosevelt, who was nothing but positives. Yes. <laughs> well, maybe the invasion of Cuba. Nothing but positives. <laughs> All right. Uh, next, I just kind of thought it'd be interesting to bring this up. I'm thinking about doing this letter H. NaNoWriMo. So. If that sounded like word vomit to you... It always does. <laughs> NaNoWriMo is... I think we we might have even talked about it before. I yeah, did. because on the... Fr- like, it had just passed. It just ended when we first started. When we first this. started. And you were like, I never do it. NaNoWriMo is National Novel Writing Month. Yeah. And it's just like the first two letters of each word turned into NaNoWriMo. And I'll put a link in the description show notes. I like that show notes is a thing now. Yeah. But- <laughs> 
<laughs> just from me misspeaking once. I'll put that in there for you guys to check it out. They have like a whole official website. But basically, the idea is, and we talked about this before, to write, I think it's 50,000 word, a 50,000 yeah. word novel within one month. And the idea isn't that like you're writing a good novel necessarily, it's just that you're getting a first it. draft out. Yeah. Like you're getting something done. And I do know they have a competition where you can submit like what yeah. you wrote and they'll publish the winners basically. 50,000 words isn't really that much. Yeah. I think 3,000 words. It's about. Wait, it's about. A thousand words is like three pages, I think. Yeah. So, like if you do the math, okay, let me get. I that. think a thousand words. Uh, yeah, from, it is probably about that. Yeah, I just remember this from all the papers I had to write. Yeah. One thousand words. I was just thinking about it for that other thing that I was writing right now that so, I mentioned last week that I can't talk about. Fifty times three, basically. So that's one hundred fifty pages. Yeah. If I did my math yes, right. Wait. No, five hundred times three. No. 1500 page. That's not right That's either. T- wait. You gotta. We gotta start <laughs> over here. Math. <laughs> I'm gonna leave this in because I think it's funny. Just me doing math wrong. Okay, let's start over. It's right. 50,000 words, correct? Yes. And. A, a thousand words is three pages. Let's double check this. Good thing we have the internet. How many words in a page? Uh, it's a page. With 12-point font, standard spacing elements, when typed is approximately 500 words. Okay. So, how many words do we need? 50,000. 50, okay. So, there we go. Here comes the calculator. 50,000. Divided by 500. Yep. 100 pages. Which is probably why they picked 50,000. And I didn't need a calculator for that once I actually, as I was typing it in, I'm like, oh, wait. This is actually a pretty easy math that, problem. I got 150 the first time. That's closer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's definitely, it's a chunk of work, but it's not undoable either, especially if you have an idea and everything already. Yeah. And around October and September, they start sending out, like, reminders if you signed up, yeah. sign up to, like, start prepping, basically. Yeah. When, like, what's the month that it starts? Uh, November. Is it November. So basically, it's November. So I'm basically I'm thinking about doing it just for funsies slash because I really want to like practice writing. Right. Something I want to get better at. Yeah. Especially fictional writing because I feel like I'm pretty good at like papers and stuff like that yeah. from college, and even to a point I I feel like I'm a decent poet, but when it comes to straight fiction, I don't think I'm bad, but I think I could use a lot of work. And I think it would help me if I just did it. So yeah, that's what I wanted to bring that up about. Yeah. Would you be willing to do it? Sure. You do it? Let's do it. Let's do it. No promises, but we're going to promise. Uh, <laughs> empty promises. Yeah, empty promises. Because I might exert my will to power to not do it in the end. <laughs> I don't really think that's how will to power. It's not how it works at all. <laughs> but yeah. You're going to be the lazy mensch? Yeah. The Uber, the lazy Uber mensch. <laughs> we got to combine the two. Okay. And so I feel like, well, we've talked a lot. We've talked for like 30 minutes. Yeah. I'm going to cut some of this out, obviously, but I don't know how much we're yeah, going to cut down. Yeah, too much. But yeah. So the last thing we're going to talk about is actually a question from one of our listeners, a new listener, 
but a longtime friend, Kelly. Wait, is this the first time she ever listened? I think so. Come on, Kelly. <laughs> I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it is. Okay. I listen so, to her podcast. She's a podcast? No. Was, <laughs> but the look on your face when I said it was pretty good. I was like, I want I didn't know about this. Alright. She said there's an artist that I follow, and one of the biggest pieces of advice she gives to people who ask about motivation slash inspiration is to not rely on it. Discipline, she says, is better for creating slash getting things done. And while motivation and inspiration are great, they are hella fickle and having... I love the use of hella there, sorry. Yeah. And having a set of schedule every day, having a set schedule every day when you set time aside for craft is better way of creating content. I was wondering your thoughts. And then she had a TLDR that said Dis- discipline, alligator, alligator, <laughs> greater than, greater than over inspiration. That's how I always remembered. Alligator, alligator would eat the bigger food. Yeah, that's true. So discipline greater than inspiration slash motivation. Discuss. So let's discuss. Let's discuss. I agree with the artist. Yeah, I pretty to. much agree a hundred percent. Honestly. Yeah. And I know that's like a boring response, but. <laughs> Um, I think just one example that I thought was really funny was uh, Stephen King and George Martin did a thing recently. Mm-hmm. I think it might have been other writers too. I'm not, I can't remember what it was for, um, but they were talking to each other, but it was some public thing. And George Martin was talking about how, I mean... For those who don't know, George Martin writes Game of Thrones, but he writes it really, really damn slow. Yeah, like the like, first book came out in like 95 or something. I thought it came out even before that. I Maybe. could be wrong. We can but... Google it. Let's Google it real quick. We have a yeah. computer in front of us. Do we? I don't know why I just didn't type Game of Thrones. 1996. Oh, 96. Okay. okay. So I was right-ish. Yeah. Right enough. But still, so that's 20 years yeah. since the first book came out. And there's and... only been five books. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he has several more planned, so God help us. And for, for reference, J.K. Rowling, I to be fair, her books are not as in-depth, but still they're like a pretty thick. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say they're a lot less content-dense. Yeah, yeah. Though, that's what, so, uh, dense yeah. was the word I was yeah. looking for. So her books aren't as dense, but still, she wrote them every other year? Yeah, ish. I, yeah. I think there was one or two that had, like, slightly larger gaps between them. And it was probably one of the longer ones. Yeah. And that's seven books. Yeah. And, to be fair, considering this, we were talking about Stephen King talking to George Martin, to be fair, Stephen King's magnum opus, the Dark Tower series, was written over the course of, like, 20 years as well. Because he wrote the first three books, which ended on, like, literally the biggest possible cliffhanger, the third book, and didn't write the fourth book for, like, ten more years. So, but anyway, they were having a discussion, and they were just, like, I guess, bouncing things back and forth, and George Martin's just like, I just don't get how you put out books so frequently. Because if you don't know, Stephen King puts out a book, like, every year at least, like, one. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, yeah. And he's like, I sit down and write books. And George Martin's like, what? Like, baffled at this idea. He's like, yeah, I sit down and I write, and some of it's good, and some of it's shit. But I just sit down every day and I write. And George Martin just could not wrap his head around the idea, which kind of made me want to slap him, considering he's one of the most like, celebrated writers in modern fiction. I'm like, dude, try it. 
because I need those books before you die. <laughs> and now, there is that whole big thing where people are like, oh, he's going to die before he finishes the books. I don't think that he has necessarily a duty to finish the books. Like, if he dies before he finishes them, I'm still sad that he's dead. I still think it's fair to be a little pissed, though, that I missed out on the end of my series. Yeah. But that's another topic. And the over-under for him dying is, start, is like, as he ages, yeah. it's getting yeah, lower yeah. and lower. <laughs> he's not, like, the healthiest-looking dude. Yeah. But, yeah, but I agree almost 100% to what Kelly's person said. Just because there are plenty of times when I'll be sitting there writing about stuff, and I'm like, I know this is just okay. It's not exactly what I want. And there have been times, though, when I'm, like, writing something, and I'm, like... I'm like, okay, I'm just going to commit to this idea. Start writing it out. Get, like, pages in. And be like, yo, I just had such a great idea for how this could go instead. And basically throw that all out and start over. But I think if you don't make time to write or create, you're just not going to do it. Yeah. Especially I... if you wait for Muse, which is... If you like, look at George Martin... Apparently that only strikes once every, like, five or six years, so... Yeah, and a lot of... And art, uh, any kind of art, writing or drawing or making videos or making podcasts, if that is art. Is that art? I don't know. That could be a topic for next week or next (laughs) session. But any kind of of creation is still a skill that you have to hone. Right. And the more you practice, the better you hone it. And... Don't believe anybody who tells you that you have to be imbued with skills when you're born, like you're born with them. I do think people, some people are more geared to kids. Oh yeah, skills. you can definitely be more naturally talented at something than someone else. But I really do believe, and it's kind of scientifically proven, basically, that if you have the physical capability to do it, anyone can get better at anything if they practice it. I would agree with you in theory. But you've never seen me try and draw something. All right. Mike aside, because he is anecdotal evidence, statistically, Statistically. you won't be Mike drawing stuff. I hope. I really hope for your sake. I I tried. I went through, like, a whole, like, year where I practiced drawing and tried to get good. When I was, like, probably, like, I don't know, say 13, 14 I was like, I really... I had all these, like, cool ideas for stories. But I was like, it'd be so cool to do, like, comic books. I'm like, but I can't draw. Yeah. I didn't know anyone at the time who could, because I was 13 or 14. I don't think there are many talented 13 or 14-year-old comic book artists out there. Probably a few, but not many. Um, so I was like, I'm just going to learn how to do it myself. Bought, like, a couple drawing books. Like, practiced all the time. I'm the worst drawer I've ever seen, still. But to be fair, and most... I didn't get better. Most people have some sort of inclination they're working towards already. Right. And even if, like, you have a natural inclination but you don't feel you're great, to get great you have to do it more and more to right. practice it. Also, I am a firm believer in working through writer's block or any kind of creative block. Yeah. I, I don't believe in writer's block because no matter what, you can always write or you can right. always create. I believe in maybe idea block, like you're having trouble coming up with original ideas, original... You're like, oh, I'm not really sure where to take this story at this moment. Yeah. But you know what? You probably got, like, 12 other stories in the back of your head that you thought about. 
Work on one of them for a minute. Yeah. And even if, like, or, you don't have 1,200 stories, go check out a prompt. Yeah, on, I was going to say, uh, Dom for something. My birthday, maybe? Wow, he's going to get real mad if I don't remember exactly <laughs> what it was for. Got me this, like, writing prompt book. But they're all, like, really short prompts and stuff. And it's, like, really fun. And I've worked on some of them just when I was, like, prepping for tabletop games. And I'm like, I don't know what to do this week. <laughs> And I'm like, hey, I'm going to do this for, like, 15, 20 minutes, and then you come back to that. And I feel like a lot of times working on something else kind of gets your juices flowing. And yeah. And you can kind of work on something else after that. Also, a copy of the greats. So, oh, well, first, let me say, writing prompt, I agree. Well, I, I don't even want to bring it up. But, yeah, I also have yeah. one of those books. And also, I'm going to put a link in the description for... The subreddit, writing prompts, which is, I've seen some of, like, the best writing prompts on there. I think you've sent me Some, a like, really funny ones. Yeah. And so, some of them are just creative and clever. And so I'm going to put a link for them. Um, but you may, like, there's, uh, we're talking about writing, but there are definitely prompts for other things as well. Yeah. Like, you could be, like, paint this kind of picture or something like oh, that. I used to do that to Dawn all the time. She's like, I want to draw something. I would just give her something weird to draw, and it would end up coming out pretty good usually. Yeah. And so that that's like another way to do it. But yeah, as I was about to say, copy the greats. So the Benjamin Franklin practiced writing by imitating other people's works. Mm-hmm. Like that's he was like sort of an autodidact. Although he all good word. I don't think he was a complete autodidact. Oh, in case you don't know, autodidact means you teach yourself because didact is to teach and auto is self. So self taught. But it's like autoerotic asphyxiation. <laughs> Look it up. But so one of the things he did was copy other people's works when he wrote to learn how to be a good writer. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's a good thing to do. Like, even if you're... It doesn't even necessarily have to be a person's work. Although that is something I've done before with poetry. I, I've i talked... I think I might have even talked about this on here. Yeah, definitely. The, uh, my, one of my favorite poets I ever wrote, poems I ever wrote was America 2, Electric Boogaloo, The Movie, The Game which is also the favorite title for a poem I've ever had, which is literally like a stylistic, almost exact copy of Allen Ginsberg's poem, America. We've talked about him on here before. Yeah, definitely talked about Allen Ginsberg and how he's a pedophile. But <laughs> Pretty much every, every podcast time. he comes up. So I really liked the way that poem worked, so I was like, I'll write a sequel to it. And so I just used the same style. I didn't use the exact same words. But still, like, I feel like that helped me practice, like, I learned things from doing that. I was like, wow, he was really making good use of repetition right. and addressing this and using these kind of metaphors and things like that. And I think, like, copying isn't necessarily bad. Like, there's a reason no. you like that. Yeah. And, and there's a reason that that's popular. Like, even in, like, going back to stories, like tropes are tropes for a reason yeah. usually it's because they speak to people and people understand them and well that got left in the freezer too long off topic this is the angry girlfriend trope we left wine in the freezer too long yeah. it's frozen it's frozen only partly frozen I wonder if it's slushy slushy wine mm. angry girlfriend trope should I be offended? No. probably get out of here angry Bye. girlfriend <laughs> I mean, I I will say that this is a way to practice your style, your your practice your 
I don't know what that That's is. That's weird. I'm sorry. I, I, sh- I hope it's okay. A weird little fuzzy thing popped up on our recording, and I hope it isn't something I have trouble editing out. <laughs> 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 but yeah, practice your medium, and copying is good for that, and it's good for working through idea blocks. But... To be fair, don't just copy something and say it's yours. Yeah, well, that's plagiarism. Yeah, that's plagiarism. Which is fun to teach kids about who aren't told that in school. <laughs> Even if you if you are trying to mimic something exactly for the sake of practicing, that's fine. But if you are trying to mimic something exactly and then call it your own, that is, yeah. Well, plagiarism. I think there's a difference between mimicking and yeah. stealing, but, too. But even, yeah. like, say you wanted to paint the like Starry Night by Van Gogh and you wanted to try to paint it just like he did to practice your ability to paint yeah. I think that's fine yeah. as long as you're not like check it out check out my stuff I call this Starry Sorry. Evening <laughs> <laughs> and claim it's your own and I feel like there's even like shallow plagiarism I'm looking at you uh, Avatar being a complete copy of Pocahontas <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? Avatar was pretty good. It was good, although no one talks about it anymore. And yeah. it was—it's like the biggest, but like budget and biggest, yeah, grossing highest movie grossing movie ever. Uh, <laughs> new one's coming out next year. Oh, I didn't even I'm actually it. vaguely excited for it. Yeah, it was a good movie. I yeah. enjoyed it. I—I I do feel like it was a little on the nose to oh, call yeah. it uh, unobtainium. Oh yeah. That's been used in other things before, though, too. But it's 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 supposed to be, like, a trope name. I know. Like, but yeah, I'm just going to use this trope and literally name it the trope. I feel like he wrote that in the script or whatever and meant to go back and fix it. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, shit, he already recorded the line. Oh, well. It's like naming, like, your character anti-hero. Yeah. <laughs> Although, that'd be Actually, cool... Actually, you know a book I can recommend for you, and I think you would love it? Snow Crash by I just blanked. I had the Neil Stevenson. He's like a sci-fi. Does all like dystopian stuff, but he's like from a while ago. I think he started. I think most of his books were written in the eighties. He might still write. I don't know. I'm not like super familiar with all of his work, but Snow Crash. The main character's name is Hero Protagonist. That is amazing. But it's Hero spelled with an I because he's Japanese. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a fantastic book too. It's really good. Hero protagonist. Um, but yeah. I, yeah, I guess if you're doing it on purpose to be yeah like, to make a point, but yeah. um, he's a samurai pizza delivery man. That's amazing. Yeah. And now I need to read this. I book. think he's pizza delivery, something like that. All right, I feel like we did a good job answering that question and then completely talking about other things. Yep. So I I feel like we're in a good place to end. Oh, do we decide if we're gonna set goals or not? I think our goal was to set goals. Yeah. Oh, good thing we don't have punishments. Good thing we don't have punishments anymore. I still really enjoyed this podcast. Yeah, it was Sorry. good. Uh, uh, I, I feel like we can't call NaNoWriMo a goal because it doesn't start till November. Yeah, that's true. So that's kind of cheating. Um, I have a personal goal. Yeah, sure. Let's... Oh, no, I'm not going to tell you. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a secret goal. It's just something I've been working on that I need to get done this week, but I can't talk about it until it's done, because it, I don't know. It's not something I want to talk about unless it happens. Is it the thing I know about? Yes. Okay. We'll just leave the listeners guessing. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Okay. Peace out. See ya.